Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball and the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. Hey folks, Paul here. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. I'm going to ruffle some feathers in this podcast because um, there's a situation that really, really aggravates me. And I think sometimes as pitching coaches and hitting coaches, we sometimes can focus too much on what we want to do and not what the player has to do. So if you have you ever seen one of these social media arguments that people have around baseball and they get fiery, right? Like something like three, four, five hundred comments and, and some of them get really nasty, right? Um, when it comes to pitching, there's a lot of categories in pitching, right? There's throwing different pitches, there's training, recovery, mechanics, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the arguments, I don't know, I mean, I've seen some heated ones, but they're not as heated as when a bunch of people get together to talk about hitting mechanics. And I was just tagged in one earlier this week, and a friend of mine um, wanted, to, wanted me to see what was going on. And it was re- first of all, it was really nasty and really like confusing, like nasty to each other. You know, like when they disagree with each other, you know, they start calling each other names. These are grown men. Um, and uh, but there's but if you if you listen to what gets said there, it's dizzying. It's dizzying. You hear the top hand does the work. No, the bottom hand does the work. No, you push with the top. No, you pull with it. No, the bottom hand's the base and the top. No, you need to be palm over palm. No, you, no, the back leg needs to be connected. No, it needs to be up. The stride has to be this. You need to twist. It's all in the hips. No, it's all in the wrist. No, it's all in keep. You got to slide. You got to do it. And it's, it's, it's dizzying. It's absolutely dizzying what gets taught about the swing and really what these guys are arguing is the act of hitting excuse me the act of swinging the act of swinging and not hitting and all too often as baseball coaches we teach the swing when a hitter has to hit we teach the swing but a hitter has to hit so before I get into this, go on over to 567dad.com if you're watching on the video platforms. 567dad baseball edition book will be out shortly. Uh, October 11th is the release date of that, so you might be watching this close to there. Um, and if you, if it's before the release, you can put your name in there and, and we'll let you know before it comes out. So getting back to it, I think all too often a, a coach is, is, is worried so much about what we're teaching and not what the hitter has to do. And I am very, very, very aware of how information is received by the athlete. So I, I need to make sure that what we teach is simple, um, simple to understand, and then simple to execute, and then simple to execute under pressure. Right? Sim- so they have to be able to take it in, right? To, to be able to understand it at a simple level. And time is getting shorter. 
right? Nine-month season, 10-month season, even a six-month season time, the instruction time is getting shorter. We don't have time to, for them to figure out a lot of things. So it's got to be simple, simple to understand, to buy in, to comprehend, and then simple to execute enough in a practice situation that we can then duplicate that execution under pressure. And at no time in baseball history has the pressure been more on our players than it is in, as I'm recording this in 2018. 17, sorry, 2017. So they have to be able to execute it under pressure. And what I hear is this dizzying array of things. And, and all of the talk, they're, all of the things they're talking about are about the swing. But let me, let me be very clear about this. Everything that we're trying to teach mechanically about the swing can only be executed and executed under pressure if the pitcher, if the hitter selects a good pitch. If the hitter cannot select a good pitch, then any of the mechanics that you're trying to get him to execute will be absolutely useless. Absolutely useless if they cannot select a good pitch. So Abraham Lincoln said, measure twice, cut once. And I think that applies to hitting, that we should be picking out, spending twice as much time picking out a pitch and training picking out a pitch than we do practicing swinging. So we have a lot of times that we call it batting practice and it's really swinging practice. It's just mindless repetition. We're not training the act of hitting, we're training the act of swinging. When hitting involves picking out a pitch. So I, uh, one of my favorite things to do now is when uh, you know, dad will email me or, or have a consult um, about hitting, um, it's, it's really easy to fix because I'll ask them, next time you go to a hitting lesson or you're in the cage, um, just take care of your phone and videotape like seven or ten minutes of your lesson. And let me see kind of what's going on in your lesson. And I will hear hitting coaches talk to hitters and give mechanical instruction about flaws, mistakes in their swing and tweaks they need to make on pitches that the hitter probably shouldn't be swinging at or if he does swing at them he should he, he doesn't have um, the ability to produce what we think he can produce is not there let me give you an example most hitters have a sweet zone right sweet spot Ted Williams is a 240 hitter down and away so if Ted Williams was in a batting lesson and he swung at a pitch down and away and fouled it off, he would be getting a litany of instruction from today's modern-day hitting instructor about all the things that were wrong with that swing when the real thing he should have done on that low and away pitch is take the pitch or in situationally 0-2-1-2-2-2, maybe foul it off. That might have been the right thing. So if, you, if you're working situationally with hitters, which you should be doing every single time you step in a cage batting practice, you should be working situationally with hitters. And, and make the effect of that batting practice really mean something. Not like, hey, oh, you're going to take five 0-2 pitches. No, an 0-2 pitch, put him in the situation, make him feel the pressure. If he strikes out, he's out. If he fouls it off, he gets another pitch. If he puts it in play, great, he's out, right? So 0-2, 1-2, 2-2. So in those situations, what the education should, should not be, the education from the hitting coach should not be centered around the swing. 
if a hitter swings at a pitch that's low and away, that's not a pitch that he can hit solidly in a, not, in a situation that does not require him to chase or protect the zone, then the education from the hitting coach should be about pitch selection. But we don't do that. We don't talk about pitch selection. We talk about the swing. Every hitter's got their hot zones, and we should be training hitters to identify those hot zones. And that's where you're going to look for the best results. Where did Barry Bonds hit all his home runs? Middle in, right? My grandmother knows that. Middle in. Do you think, do you think after a weekend of hitting like four home runs on Monday, they came back in BP, and Dusty Baker was like, Barry, man, those home runs you pulled over over your know, right field wall, you know, they're, they're good and all, but I got to tell you, man, th- those low and outside pitches, you swung and missed at a few, a couple called strikes, you tipped them. Why don't we work on those? Let's adjust your swing. Let's adjust your swing so that you can, you know, better hit those pitches. No, right? They're going to keep him focused in on his zone. The toughest part about Barry Bonds, he had the same batting average as Ted Williams low and away. What made Barry Bonds, and you can make all the jokes, right? It doesn't matter, but what made Barry Bonds great was Barry Bonds didn't chase those pitches. He would take two or three walks in a game and wait for one or two pitches, and that's what we need to train hitters to do. That was the, the, the most valuable thing of Barry Bonds. Could you imagine if Barry Bonds chased pitches to get a hit? He would not have been the hitter that he was, but he had plate discipline to maybe wait a day for a pitch. So long story short, our education on, on some of what we're doing on the, in the batting cage, it, the problems are not swing problems. The problems are pitch selection problems. So if I got a kid and I know he's middle in right-handed hitter and he foul tips a pitch low and away, I would probably say my education to him would be, look, you foul tipped it, right? Okay, why'd you foul tip it? Well, because I swung at a pitch that was a little bit outside of my hot zone. Okay, good. Now, situationally, 0 2 one 2 2 2 and you got to protect the plate, or you got, you know, that's fine. That's actually a good thing, right? You don't want to get punched out on a low and away pitch with two strikes. So, yeah, tip it. Foul it off. It's fine. Okay? And, and that's that. That would, be, that would be the base of my instruction. But any other count that you don't have to protect the plate, don't swing at that. Take it. I would much rather have my hitter be sitting 0 1 then swing at a pitch that he shouldn't be swinging at. We should train our hitters for discipline. A disciplined hitter is a problem for a pitcher. No pitcher in the world wants to face a disciplined hitter who's not going to chase. Right? Free swingers, it's a lot easier, right? So the question is always, like, if Ted Williams or Barry Bonds were 240 hitters low and away, why didn't the pitchers just throw three balls, you know, hit that low and away corner three times? Because it's hard to do that. If you've ever tried to do it, it's hard to do it. Go take your pitchers out in the bullpen. Have them hit that th- that low and away spot on a right-handed hitter three times in a row. Even three out of four. It's tough. It's hard to do. right? If it were easy, every pitcher in baseball would have gotten Ted Williams out or gotten him out seven and a half out of ten times. And they didn't. We just need to re-educate on where our instruction needs to be. But the, the here's the thing that, that I've always run into is that... It's not sexy to talk about pitch location, about pitch selection. It's kind of boring BP, right? You have to do a lot of what, you know, it's measure twice, cut once. Measuring is not exciting. Cutting is inciting, exciting. And so is swinging. And so is lots of swings. And so is action. And so is, um, you know, a practice that's moving along, right? Is it, is it, is it more exciting? Yes, but not better. Can it look like you're doing more? Yeah, but it's not better. Can you get more swings? Yes, but it's not better. 
I think the thing that we have to focus on is where we put our instruction. Are we doing the right thing for our students? And sometimes the education that we have to give them when they're in batting practice and when they're in the cage is more about pitch selection and less about the swing. Because in those kids where I watch batting practice, when they, they when the ball was low and away and the coach gave them a three-minute lesson and then showed them a couple things and put them in the right stance, the kid still didn't hit that outside pitch. But when the pitch was middle in, the kid turned on it and the hitting, the hitting coach said, now that's it. Yeah, that's it because he got a good pitch. He got a good pitch. Ted Williams said, get a good pitch to hit. Get a good pitch to hit. Get a good pitch to hit. Not hit a good pitch. Not swing at a good pitch. Get a good pitch to hit. Not get a good pitch to swing at. Get a good pitch to hit. Get hit to. Get to hit. All right, guys. That's it for today. Appreciate it. Sorry I was a little fired up, but... Um, pretty passionate about that one i think it's like the easiest fix that we can do is as in baseball world and i don't know it makes perfect sense to me um going over 567dad.com uh, the book will be out october 11th appreciate it um you can get on the early bird list there as well so um thanks again guys i'll see you guys next week hey guys it's paul again thanks so much for listening to today's episode we really hope you got a lot out of it we have so much more to come for you and thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education and also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Pollard Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So again, thank you so much and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com all the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.